Hey there, we are a local church in Nakuru, Kenya, and this is our gift to you. My hope is that this will be a resource to help you in your journey of following Jesus. Be blessed. Romans 12, 9-21 Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not run and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low positions. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, keep, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Thank you, Julie. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So those who don't know, this is Julia. She has been at this church longer than most of you. And she, uh, her and her family have just come back. And it's been an honor to do this with you today. Thank you. Lord, thank you for your word. I ask that you speak to us. I ask that you um, invite us into a space where we will honor you with everything we are. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So I want us to uh, focus on... So Paul is teaching uh, the, uh, the church what it looks like to be a community of love And he just gives this list of commands, do this, do this, do this, do this. And in there he says, honor one another above yourselves. That is what we'll be talking about today. Honor one another above yourself. How do we uh, become communities of honor? Last weekend we talked about how we can become communities of blessing. My dad was the first person to say to me the phrase, familiarity breeds contempt. Um, and, And... and today I'm going to, I find it very important to use a few Swahili words, you know, kuzoyana uleta madara. Exactly. So, uh, you know, how do we, now that we're inviting ourselves to boldly step into community, not just showing up on Sunday, but boldly stepping into even communities around tables, we will get very familiar with each other, Right? How do we make sure we do not become contemptuous? But not just that, but also bearing in mind that our culture uh, uh, is becoming more and more contemptuous by the day. You know, the default line of our culture is becoming contemptuous, mother own. And people wait, people wait for you to give them a reason to respect them. That's probably why we meet, uh, people meet, uh, when, when new people meet each other, what's your name, what do you do, right? We're trying to gauge, are you someone I should respect? How should I relate to you? 
And we are so full of self-importance, we don't see a reason to honor others unless we're completely intimidated and we don't have a choice. Now, growing up, I, I know that, I, I remember that whenever we visited people's houses, we would take our shoes off. And it's only nowadays that I hear that it's about, it's about not, not, not making the houses dirty. It didn't matter the kind of flooring. We would always take our shoes off. It was a sign of honoring people's uh, private spaces. Nowadays, we look at the house and decide, oh, does it have a carpet? Then I'll take my shoes off. You know, do you, you remember the days when people would visit you, and if it is someone you really respected, you'd say, oh, please don't take off your shoes, right? Because taking off shoes is a sign of honor, and then when we think we, you're really respectful, don't worry, I'll clean up the mess, please come in with all the dirt you got. But now it's like, mm, no carpet, okay, shoes on. Um... Now, 80%, Kenya, alongside with 80% of the world, uh, is what we call, uh, has a lot of what we call an honor culture. Now, some of the West isn't an honor culture. Uh, so, so we're going to be speaking around uh, those two things. And also, I'm, I'm very aware that even here in Kenya, especially amongst young people, as individualism sneaks in, we want to honor people only when we don't have a choice at all. If your job depends on it, if, if, if that mom will say that she, she won't turn up to the wedding day unless you do, you're going to honor them. We, we want to honor people only if we don't have a choice and ETC. The phrase I've often heard is, right? It's like, Sorry, I'm just like, these phrases could only come to me in Swahili. Anyway, so it's like, who are they? Who do they think they are? Why should I respect them? In our churches, honor usually looks like um, uh, treating pastors as celebrities, right? They, are, they're, they're the, uh, they have thrones while everyone else ha has a chair. Some of them drive very big vehicles, but then we go, let us honor the man of God. It's often men. Uh, I know we have a, a lot of I, I, one thing I love about, about uh, a lot of African cultures, women can be allowed, are allowed to, to lead. It's, not a, it's, it's never a big debate. Like, can, can, can women lead churches? Of course. But then we always still have a cap, and that's not, even God, that's not godly at all. Anyway, back to what I was really talking about. So we, we, we then go, okay, it's time to honor the man and the woman of God, and please dig deep into your pocket and... And they have, a, they have a salary, they're driving bigger vehicles, uh, some, some people in the room haven't had food, but we go, bless the Lord, right? Um, as George and I have been traveling together, serving the Vineyard Movement, uh, we, we've, and, and even across, you know, because uh, uh, some, some of the things that have happened have happened outside the Vineyard Movement. We've gone to places where, I, I remember in some places, we had big red chairs with our names on it, just in case Randy came and sat on it, you know? And the, and the church wasn't too big, you know? It was like, you could walk, you know, I get it. Sometimes the, the, the gathering is so big, how does the person speaking come from the back? You know, I'm talking about very small churches, but we have very big chairs. This one time, um, uh, as we walked, people are being pushed out of our way. I was like, whoa. And I, I, I gave myself like a second to enjoy it. And I was like, oh, no. 
Uh, you know, and, and here's the funny thing. Some of the people who, who had showed up to that thing are people who have come here. Uh, you know, they've met me before. They know I'm just like, this is Edgar. Why can't we just meet him? Um, and then one other time I remember where we were being hosted for meals. You know, as everybody else ate in the grass, we were being hosted for meals. And, and the people who would be allowed to walk into the... The room we were in had to be dressed in black and white only, and they took their shoes off, right? And then and I remember serving a plate of food. I'm talking about, uh, I, this is the serving station. My chair is right there. I wasn't allowed to carry my own tray. I'm like, okay, this is, I don't know. Anyway, but that's how, we, that's, sadly, that is, I, I see what we're trying to do. But I can see how we, we, we abuse what honor is. We abuse what honor is. Uh, uh, when we traveled to Uganda, I realized that culturally, see, in the vineyard, we don't use titles. You know, it's like, hey, I'm just Edgar, and I am the lead pastor. I'm not Pastor Edgar. I checked my birth certificate a couple of times. But, so, but then there are a few cultural things to be aware of every time we travel. So in Uganda... Uh, people of uh, men of honor are, are, are called papa. And I, I think I've told this story before. It's, it is so ridiculous to go around such places and go, oh, no, you can no longer call me papa. Strangely enough, they never called me papa, but George was papa all day long. My guys and girls. So, 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 so honor is important. Honor is a big deal. Honor is a big deal in the kingdom of God. But often, sometimes, it can be used to manipulate and cause harm and, and, and be abused. That's not what we're talking about. But nonetheless, we will not ignore uh, the New Testament teaching on honor just because that, uh, it's been done wrong. Honor is a big deal. And the New Testament and the, uh, the Bible in total uh, teaches about honor a lot. It's, an, it's, it's a big deal in the kingdom of God. It's a big deal in, in, in human relationships. Um, so what does honor look like in, you know, so for 80% of the world that is an honor culture, it's becoming a vestigial thing. It's like that thing we don't need. We only pay attention to it when, when we, um, you know, when, when we don't have a choice, it's becoming oppressive, it's becoming abused. In Western culture, it's such a strange concept. What could honor look like? What is God inviting us to um, when there's the possibility of being blinded by self-importance and individualism? What does it look like to honor even when those who've gone ahead of us? What does it look like to honor even when those with the name honorable the title honorable right before their name, don't act so honorably. What does it look like as, as followers of Jesus to be honorable? So this is part of what Paul, uh, Paul, Paul this is part of what Paul is teaching in community. A few weeks ago, I, I, as we were reading Acts 2, I think at the beginning of this series, uh, I, say, I, I said that, you know, they, uh, uh, Scripture says they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostle. If they had believed the gospel... What was the teaching of the apostle? The teaching of the apostles was, because the gospel is true, this then is how you should live. It's exactly what Paul is doing here. Paul would always teach theology and then say, hey, this is how you practice it. So Paul is saying, because 
because the gospel is true and we are called to be a community of love, this is then how you should live. Honor one another above yourselves. This is how you become a community of love. But what is honor? Actually, the word relates to price and value. It's, it, 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 it has strong monetary connotation. That's where we get the word honorarium. So if, if you're invited to speak at a conference or at a college or whatever, uh, uh, usually, not usually, because uh, not everywhere that will invite you to speak has the ability to. So some places that have the ability will give you some money as, hey, thank you for imparting value on us. Usually, some, if there are two speakers and they both spoke for an hour, there could be, just an example, there could be one that is given 5,000 shillings, there could be one that is given 10,000 shillings. What this organization is conveying, hey, we recognize what value you've imparted. And so it's called an honorarium. Um, um, it, it's, it's, it's a way of saying this gift is us uh, reflecting on, on what value you have. So to honor someone is to assign and recognize and acknowledge the value or contribution they have to our lives and our community. That's what honor is. To assign, uh, uh, to recognize or to acknowledge the, the value and contribution someone has on our lives and, and our community. If you're going, but everyone has value. Yes, that's, that's what we call glory. Glory is just innate value, right? Pe human beings are just valuable whether you acknowledge it or not. But when we respond and acknowledge that, we honor them. You know, God has glory. It's just the weight of, of who God is. Whether you praise God or you don't, God has value. God has glory. He is creator. He is, whether you acknowledge it or not, when we begin to acknowledge it, we begin to honor God. Honoring God is when we choose to acknowledge and recognize the value uh, God has and letting it impact our actions in our lives. Let me give you an example in, in, in Revelation 5. Then I looked and, and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and 10,000 uh, 10, times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice was saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. That I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all, uh, and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and glory and honor and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. So, God, uh, so this is about Jesus and he's breaking the seal. He's worthy. Jesus is worthy whether we acknowledge it or not. But then every creature in heaven looks at Jesus and sees his worth and they acknowledge it and they speak it out. They acknowledge it, they speak it out, and it causes them to fall on their knees. So that's what honor looks like. When we acknowledge the value uh, and contribution of, of some, someone and then we say it, Accurately, you are worthy to receive glory, honor, power, 
forever and ever. Amen. And then we act accordingly. They fall face down with their crowns on the ground. How could we see God in his glory and still wear our crowns and our accomplishments before him? How could we not fall to the ground? How could it not change how we live? How could it not change how you do business? How could it not change how you do your marriage? When we see God in his glory, it, it has to cause us to change. It has to cause us to respond. It is the very same thing with people. We are invited to see people in their value, in their contribution, what they really are worth, and we're invited to actually speak it out, look at someone and say, hey, Randy, I appreciate how you hold your family together. You're an amazing man. And I'm, I actually mean that. You're doing a great job. Um, it's, 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 it's how often I have to call George and say, dude, thank you for the job you do. You, you, you take on so much while I'm away. It's, it's how Stacy makes my work easy, uh, knows how my calendar is going, and I have to often say, Stacy, you're doing a good job. It's not just, oh, of course she's doing a good job. You've got to speak it out. But also, it has, to, uh, uh, it, it has to come with giving something in keeping with that. Now, Paul's, Paul is teaching us to honor others above our, our, ourselves. We've got to acknowledge people's value. We've got to acknowledge people's contribution in, in the community and treat them as such. So it's not flattery. It's not going, oh, my, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's not, it's not, it's not saying things that, are, that aren't. It's looking at someone and telling them, hey, you bring this to the table. Hey, you are this, and we appreciate that. Now, often we know how to do this. This is not a strange thing. We know how to do this, but we only do it to, to celebrity pastors when they're rolling into town. We do this with politicians. We do this with people we want to carry favor with. If someone uh, uh, wants a promotion at their job, they're always, hey, boss, you know, they're treating them real nice. You know, we know how to do this, but we always do it with, with you know, celebrities and people uh, we want to carry favor with, politicians. Now, Paul is telling us, honor one another above yourselves, the very people to the left and your right. And if you're sitting on an aisle, the, the other, you know, the very people to the left and your right. Paul is saying we've got to learn to honor them. We've got to learn to acknowledge their value and their contribution and speak it out and live out accordingly. Treat them accordingly. What does honor look like? Honor looks like what we do to people we really respect. You remember the example I gave us of how growing up we'd tell people we respect, oh, don't take off your shoes, please don't, please don't. Sometimes we'd even take their shoes back to them, please, just wear your shoes, make this house dirty, please, you know? Uh, the other way we honor people we respect is we roll out red carpets, we see it even in churches. You know, when, when a politician is visiting, they never have a red carpet. They will hire one for the politicians, right? A couple of years, ba years back, uh, the then Kenya prime minister went for an official state visit, uh, but to an area that was a bit politically hostile towards him. They didn't prepare a toilet, 
they didn't roll out the red carpet. And of course, he came out complaining. And it made the, it made the news. There was a story for a while. But so many people are like, oh, come on. What's a red carpet? What's a toilet? But if we're honest with ourselves, we know very well that for people we honor, we pull out the red carpet. So we were, we were you know, depending on what side of the divide people are, we, we were okay with dishonor and we gave ourselves an excuse for it. Now, whether or not we should treat, anyway. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to, no. The people to your left and your right, honorably. Treat the people to your left and your right the same way you treat people with respect. The same way you treat people you respect. Because no one is mere ordinary person. No one is just a mere mortal. You're, you're sitting right next to someone who bears the very image of God. You're sitting someone with, with, with immense spiritual authority. And unless you see that, you won't honor them. Can you see God's value in them? Can you see the person sat next to you as God's image, God's son, God's daughter? It changes us from, yeah, that's Betty, T's mom, to, oh my goodness, I sat next to Betty, T's mom. Do you know her? It changes us from, yeah, we go to church with Simon, to, do you know who we go to church with? Simon of Sleepway. Do, do you know that guy? It changes to, Oh, yeah, Bill's, uh, Jim is back in town too. Do you guys know that the Roscoe's are back in town? I hope they could allow me to have dinner with them sometime. That's, that's actually happening. It changes everything. You begin to see people as not just people. But it's not just something. Hey, I keep telling us, the things of God, we practice our hearts into them. We won't just think our way into Christ-likeness. So don't just go, oh, yes, this is a great sermon. Actually, practice your way into honoring people. Look at people and go, wow, you are valuable. You mean something. Don't ignore people. But this honor thing is throughout Scripture. One, honor your parents, the Ten Commandments. Children, honor your father and your mother, uh, for this is right. It's the first commandment with a promise. Not even do not murder does come to the promise. But honor your mother and your father. First commandment with a promise, so that it may all go well with you, and you may have long life. Mostly parents, are, uh, and thank goodness we're not live today, I can say, hey, you know, my parents did this too. They used it to remind, you know, children when they're not going to the shop and not bring back change, do you know you should honor your, your, your father and mother? While this is true, it is not just for little children. Sometimes we adults forget to honor our parents. We think we've outgrown them. We think we've outgrown honoring our parents, and it is not true at all. Remember to honor your father and your mother, for this is right. And sadly, so some of us end up planting dishonor in our kids because we don't even... Husbands, honor your wives. And then as Peter talks about that, he adds this odd statement at the back, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. While unanswered prayer, it is tied to dishonoring our spouses. Those whom you've made, some of you are on your knees praying. And God is inviting you to start treating your unemployed wife with honor. 
God is inviting you to start treating your husband with respect. Because it's, it's a stumbling block. 1 Timothy 6, slaves are to honor their masters. Now, there's, we won't get into the whole what is this slavery thing in the Bible. It's a whole different conversation. Uh, yet, every question is valid. Don't worry about it. I'm not dismissing any question. But, but just that it's not a conversation today. And, and, um, and I want to make a translation that is not one-to-one, but it is exactly what Paul is saying in context here. Hey, honor your bosses. Honor those whom you work for. Instead of fake smiling when they walk in, honor those who you work for. Instead of stealing their time and doing, and doing other things on the side, honor those who you work for. How many, how many people meet uh, in the, in the, in the uh, uh, staff rooms and, 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 and launch areas and just badmouth our bosses, right? It's like, who does he think he is? He is your boss. You know, how many, all, how many people have, have sneakishly just left their workplaces without even giving, um, what is it called? Notice to their boss. It's just honorable. Hey, just go say, hey, I am looking for employment elsewhere. Hey, I did get a job. How much time do you need to transition? What, can, what you know? But for, the world can do whatever the world wants, right? The world can do whatever the world wants. But for followers of Jesus, we have to honor those whose employment we are under. Romans 13, honor those that are, that are governing authorities. Again, commanded to us. It's not a question of whether you voted for Ruto, Ryla, or Roots, you know. Uh, we, we now have a president, and, and, and therefore it is fitting to honor him. One of my relatives no longer watches the news because Ruto is president. I don't know if, like, watching news is a measure of honor, but if it is, if it is. Or maybe he's try, uh, they're trying to keep offense from their heart, so maybe it's a good thing. Whatever it, whatever it is you thought you would do to your preferred candidate as honor, you are commanded as a follower of Jesus to accord that to the ones in governing authority. Often I meet, you know, uh, uh, I meet people who give excuses like, uh, 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 but they're not very honorable. So when Paul is writing the book of Romans, uh, it is assumed that, that, that he's writing when Nero is, is, is emperor. Nero took believers and lit them up like torches. And even then, Paul says, honor those in governing authority. We are not called to honor people because... Uh, they, 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 they are right in character because uh, the elections went this or that way. Because, no, we are called to honor those in authority because of the office they hold. Even those not worthy of honor because of their character, we treat them with honor because of the office and the authority they have. All authority comes from above. God has no trouble with authority. He will hold everyone who misuses his authority to account. Let's never forget that. He does invite us to speak to authority when it's oppressive. Let's never forget that. But let us not take on ourselves the burden of dishonor, giving ourselves this excuse. Sometimes I meet people who are sat under people's leadership, and they're acting in rebellion. 
because they think they know better. Like, but, but, but if it were me, I would have done this. Well, it is not you. And maybe God will give you the opportunity to be the leader in that position one day. But it has not yet happened. So you, you're invited, you're, nay, you're commanded to honor those in leadership over you. I often tell people, hey, if you cannot sit under leadership, you cannot lead. If you cannot respect somebody else's vision, you vision your vision will not be respected at all. Even if you think you're smarter, even if you are indeed more gifted than the leader you sit under, that's not in question. And, and, you know, uh, young people, we, we, we have quit watching, like, ordinary news. Now we're just watching uh, a lot of our global news is, 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 is from um, uh, uh, late night shows, right? Uh, and, you know, they do a lot of satire and it's really good. Uh, and I like a good comedy anytime. I like a good laugh. And, and um, comedy, humor, humor allows us to critically question our, 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 our circumstances, right? It, it's an easy way to do that. Unfortunately, if we're very honest with ourselves, some of those have gone overboard and dishonored leaders. Some of them have just gone way overboard and dishonored leaders. It's no longer about a laugh. It's really about this. And what it has done, it is raising a whole generation that will not, Yield will not submit to the invitation of Jesus to honor those in governing authority over us. We must watch out for that. Then in, in, one, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, then Paul talks about spiritual leaders. Honor the pastors over you. In fact, he says, treat them, uh, those who watch over your souls. It, it says, hold them in the highest regard. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is about me, your pastor, right? This is about how you treat me, how you treat George, how you treat Joy, how you treat those God has given authority to watch over your souls. But it's not just about those in this church. Even outside of this church, there are people God has, has, has called into spiritual authority. We are called to honor them. Whether you agree with their theology or not, that is not your business. And you can call out wrong theology, that's fine. But don't dishonor those in service over watching over people's souls because you think you can. There's a wonderful lady that used to come to this church. And I met her the other day and she said her season was just over. But, you know, there were, there were so many theological things that I didn't agree with her about. You know, she, she wanted to go by a title. I'm like, I don't even go by a title. There's so many things. And... And I, I struggled and I struggled. And, and, and sometimes, if I'm very honest, I didn't treat her with the value she had. Yet, in reality, she, she has been serving uh, in, in ministry for many, many years. As, and she, she, yeah, so she, she used to, anyway, no, sorry. Yeah, she, she was gifted in, in, in prophecy and all. The last time she stood there, she prophesied over me, and, and it's things that came to pass uh, a, year, a year after that. And I was just going, oh, no, it's a conversation with her again. But I did go, and, I, and, 
So the other day, uh, I was sat in, um, in a place here in town, and I, was, I, had, I had a meal with a, church, a family from church here, and I was ready to go back home. And I, and, and I just knew I was going to meet her. I just heard the Lord say, you're going to meet so-and-so, and you're going to sit there. And on my way outside, I see her and says, oh, good to see you. Come sit with us. Uh, you must have another cup of tea. And the Lord said, honor this lady. She's about to bless you. And I still don't agree with her, with her on a lot of theological issues. But I sat there, and we talked, and she made fun of why she left, and da-da-da. And, and she said, hey, I've been waiting for you because the Lord has said I should bless you. And I'm glad I stayed there. In 1 Corinthians 12, the church, uh, Paul talks about the church being one body. And, you know, hey, uh, you, the nose can't do without this, all that stuff. And, 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 um, and he, says, he says we need to honor those that we think are weaker or deserving of less honor or because they're indispensable. We need to honor those that we think are weaker or deserving of less honor. He talks about feet. Now, this is a culture where feet were dirty. I guess feet are still dirty. And then Paul talks about how to honor people we see in that light. It's a question of how we treat our security guards. Both at the mall and even here when we walk to ch when we walk or drive to church, do you treat our security guard with less honor than you treat me? It's those who make tea for us. It's those that have never stood on this stage. There's a you know every every Sunday you walk in here, uh, you have you have communion elements on your on your on your seat or on your table, and 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 there's one lady in particular who who. Who's, um, who's committed herself to come here every Saturday and prepare them for us. But, but everybody knows my name, and, and very few people know, uh, and I've forgotten your name. This is so wrong. Uh, yes, and very few people know Ka Kathleen's name. Kathleen's name. She makes this work. It's, it's a fact that every Sunday you walk in here, uh, the, the, the chairs have been put out, and, 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 and Patrick, uh, where is Patrick? Yeah, it's Patrick, do you understand? No, not that Patrick, the other Patrick. Okay, probably not in the room. Patrick is here every morning at 6. No, maybe 7. That's <laughs> but he is here every morning, and he puts them out. Joyfully. Joyfully. It's a fact that, that, that for this sound to work, uh, uh, Cliff is at the back. Very few times do we see him on stage. He serves joyfully. And I can be very difficult to serve with, especially on Sunday morning. He puts up with it. He makes this work. It is how, it is how we treat Claire. I, is Claire in the building? Claire? This is the one day they don't want to come to church. No. You know, Claire has been, has been part of this church community longer than most of you. She, <clears throat> she cleans this place. 
She cooks for us. She, she greets us with a smile. She is one of the most joyful people you'll ever meet. She's lovely. It's partly why this church works. So Paul says, even though are weaker, honor them. We must honor God. Of course, this goes without saying. And, and Paul points out particularly honoring God with our body. Hey, we are in a culture of, uh, in, of an unembodied faith. People sing praises to God, but they don't live out that praise in their bodies. And especially around sexuality, right? We're in a culture of unembodied faith. How, what does it look like to live out your praise? When we say, hey, Lord, I trust you, what does it look like to live that out? Some of us say, Lord, we trust you, but we will never let go and just say and go, you know what, God, provide. Um, our, our community group has been doing a series around the Sabbath, and this is part of the thing we've been teaching ourselves. Like, every day there's something to do, there are bills to pay, there are emails to write, but we go, Lord, I trust you. How will you live that out? Lord, you're my joy, but we refuse to step into joy. Uh-oh. He's, he's going, no, he's agreeing with me like, that's so wrong. Or I hope he is. We must learn to worship with more than our lips, involve our bodies in how we live. We're in a culture that, that, that says, hey, you can do whatever you want with your body, your body, your choice. And Paul says, your body, you were bought at a price. It's not your body. It's not mine. We must honor God, and, and our honoring of God has to be embodied honoring of God. It has to involve how you live. Then Paul, uh, uh, Scripture shows us that God honors us. It's not, even God honors us. Psalm 8, who am I that you're mindful of me? You've made us just a little lower than angels, yet you crown us with glory and honor. He honors you. He's given us authority to rule over his, his earth. He's given us ability to bless like he is a blessing. The Lord honors you. He smiles over you. He sings over you. He keeps his promises. The Lord honors you. This is why you and I were worth carrying the cross for. Because he honors you. Then Jesus also promises that the Father will honor those who serve him. He made a promise. We can, yeah, there is Claire. I think she just didn't want it. Okay. So she's been there. Oh. You know, those who, those who intentionally dis decide to serve God. And I'm not, listen. Being on stage isn't the only way to serve God. Those who will ask themselves each morning, Lord, where are you so that I may join you? The Lord will honor you. That is a promise uh, uh, from Jesus. Honor is a big deal in God's kingdom. Honor is the, uh, John Tyson, say, uh, a pastor in New York says, Honor is the operating system of the kingdom of God. It is how relationships work and interact in God's kingdom. As a church, in, 
in our communities around the table, we are called to, uh, to be one where we value each other, we respect each other, we acknowledge the contribution of each other, we address each other in humility, we are generous to each other. All other-centered love flows freely amongst members of the church and, 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 and community groups. That's what honor looks like. So, when, when someone can accurately say, right? Contempt. Dishonor comes when we think someone is beneath us or they're not worthy of our consideration. But it's a, some, some, some sociologists put it on, um, uh, 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 wait, uh, on the same level as, as resentment and anger. Anger, contempt, resentment are the same thing, just in different directions. So every time we, we, we convince ourselves we're older than them, we're younger than them, we, we have more education, we have more wealth, we have outgrown them. Oh, this is a different culture. You know, oh, they're just drunkards. Every time we give ourselves excuses to, to, to keep us from honoring people, watch out for those moments. So it, to those of higher status, it looks like resentment. We're just, it is, we, we hate them. Whether because they're wealthier than us, or there are bosses. We don't have authority to influence them. For those who are of equal status to us, it, it, da, da, da. and for those we think are beneath us, it's madarao, it's contempt. Listen, this is why it's important. So last week we talked about blessing, right? We talked about being a community of blessing. This is why honor is important. When we honor people, we receive the blessing they are and the blessing they carry. Without honoring people, we cut ourselves off from the blessing they are and the blessing they carry. I never imagined myself rethinking this statement. I still don't like it. My prophet, my prophet. It's ridiculous. But, but the, the truth that sometimes is being twisted there is that when we honor people, we get the blessing they carry. We are able, we open ourselves to receive what they carry. Accurately acknowledging people and their value and their contribution will position us to give them what they deserve and open us to receiving the gift they carry into our lives. This is how we start. Even people you haven't met, this is how you start uh, having uh, uh, out towards people. One day Jesus, I'm just going to give two examples. One day Jesus had gone back to his hometown, and he was preaching, and he's healing the sick. People are seeing some really cool stuff, and they can see that he has wisdom, he has authority, and, and, and this is what happened. So this is Mark 6. This is what they said about him after seeing Jesus teaching authority and all that. They, they went, where does this man get these things, they asked. This, what's this wisdom that has been given him? Yes, yes. What are these remarkable miracles he's performing? So they can see that this is not belittle Jesus. They've seen he has value. They've seen what he brings. They've seen his authority. And they find a way to go. But he is just a carpenter. You know? Think about every time we say, but I grew up with this one. No, you. When you go to a home. Right? Think about every time we say, I, 
I know their parents. This one is Asikushtue, I know their mother. They, they just come from Ugenya here. That's where I come from. No one says that about me. I'm just, you know. And, and so the, the, the thing is, because they dishonored Jesus, they were unable to receive the gift Jesus was. Even Jesus was unable to do more miracles and wonders there. Why? Because they couldn't receive it. It's not that he didn't want to. It's not that he held back. It's not that he was angry. You just cannot receive the blessing someone carries if you dishonor them. Be careful not to be sucked into the culture of bringing people down to our level or even lower enough so that you can disrespect them. You know, when, when your spouse is a leader of an organization and they come home and you go, you know, like, and people listen to you, wow. Are you just going, really? While we are all equal, we're not all the same. Uh, uh, avoid avoid the, the pull to the same everyone. Avoid the pull to the same everyone. Treat people with the honor that is due to them. When you hear the voice, we are the same. And watch out. Be careful because sometimes it's our culture's invitation to dishonor. But he is just. But she is just. Every time we do that, watch out because it's our culture's invitation to dishonor. It's often aimed at people we want to bring down so that we don't give them the same honor and respect they deserve. So, in those moments, ask yourself, what does it look like to respond in honor due to this person? When we honor people, we, we open ourselves up to the gift they are, to the authority, the spiritual authority they carry, to, to what they bring relationally. Some people, some people carry resource, some people carry wealth, some people carry opportunity, some people carry prophecy. We all carry blessing. Every time you dishonor people, you cut yourselves from that. I'm going to invite the band back on stage as we finish. Now, the other thing I want to say, don't seek don't press, uh, pressure people for honor. Don't seek honor even when you think you deserve it. Even when you think you deserve honor, which we all do, don't pe push people around for it. Don't talk down to people. Instead, act honorably. Now, you see, I keep saying uh, that in the vineyard, we don't use titles. I will never introduce myself as pastor, bishop, whatever. Uh, it's, just, it's just not who we are. I'm not, not making comments about what others do. That's, that's none of my business. Um, but, but, but it is not. We, so the, the lack of using titles is not an, it's not an unawareness of, of what God has put on our shoulders. My job isn't to push people to honor me. My job is to act honorably and obey Jesus. That's the same invitation I'm making to you. Jesus talked of a person being invited to, uh, just gave an example and said, hey, if you're invited somewhere, don't go to the high table and then you get thrown off. 
Sit at the back. Let somebody else invite you at, at the top. Don't push people for honor. One day Jesus was uh, invited to a dinner, uh, invited to a meal, and this guy just treated Jesus casually. Every time you treat people, uh, you're supposed to honor casually. So this person treated Jesus casually. And then a lady walked in and really honored Jesus. And, and some people are so upset. And, 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 and the, the host was thinking, if Jesus was truly a prophet. So in his mind, he was, he was debating this question. If Jesus was truly a prophet, he must surely have known. And what Jesus said, hey, Simon, when I came to your house, you didn't give me water to wash my feet. You didn't greet me with a kiss. You know what Jesus is referring to? He's referring to a cultural practice of how you receive people you honor. So Jesus knew he deserved this. He didn't push for it. Don't push for honor. Act honorably. So how do you honor people? As I invite you to stand. Ooh. Acknowledge people's contribution. Learn to see people accurately for who they are. Don't the same people. Don't the same people. Acknowledge people's contribution. Then speak it out. Say it to them, hey, this is a contribution you bring, and we are the better for it. Speak it out publicly. Honor your spouses publicly. Honor the people who work for you in front of the rest of the, of, of the team. Speak out the contribution they make. And then honor always comes to the gift. Live your life in accordance to that. We, we, we sadly have forgotten how important it is to gift each other. Just say, hey, I just got you this because I wanted to appreciate you. You know, sometimes spouses don't gift each other in a long time. It's not, just, it's not just about, oh, my goodness, she's expensive. It's buying a gift to say, hey, I value you. I appreciate you. Your contribution to my life is invaluable. I want to call the, our, worship, uh, our prayer teams up front, and then I'll bless us. And as the worship team leads us in worship, you are, you're free to come up for prayer, and you're released to go if you need to. King of heaven, we bless your name. We bless who you've called us to be. We bless who you are. And Father, we, we thank you for, for yeah, just, I've been praying since this morning, that Lord, we will love you more than we love the gifts you give us. We love you for who you are. We honor you, Lord, and I, I pray that you will strengthen us to live out according to that honor. And Lord, I just ask that even now, the, those who've been dishonored, Sadly, even those who've been dishonored in this very house, that that weight and scorn lifts off of them. 
Lord, we ask for your forgiveness for where we've dishonored each other. We ask for your forgiveness for where we've dishonored our leaders. We ask for your forgiveness for where we've dishonored our, our spouses and our siblings. We ask for your forgiveness for where we've dishonored our parents. Both young and old, we ask for your forgiveness. So I bless you now to go into this city, to people around you, and see them just how the Father sees them. That it will amaze you that God allows you to meet his sons and daughters. I bless you now as you go back to your families. That the Father is planting seeds of honor. That children will honor their parents and parents will honor their children. And it will be a community bound by honor. And in this safe community, forgiveness will flow where people have hurt each other. And blessing will flow and people will call each other out to who they're supposed to be. I bless you as you go to your workplaces. That you will act honorably. Regardless of how the world acts around you. And I pray that the Father releases his joy on each one of you. Bless you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Welcome to the